Hello and welcome back to the Gaining Possession Hockey Podcast. Thanks for sticking with me. It's been a while since I've done a post. Been some changes happening around here, so wanted to get through those before we got back on track. I'm hoping to get this back to oh, maybe like a weekly distribution. That would be nice. So we'll we'll work on that on our side and just appreciate everybody listening in and hanging in there. Uh, today's topic, hockey IQ. There's a lot of discussion around hockey IQ. You'll hear scouts, coaches, parents, kids all talking about hockey IQ, but do they really know what it is? Um, a lot of people think hockey IQ is equivalent to being uh, smart as, you know, like book smart about the game of hockey, knowing all the rules, um, knowing, you know, plays and things like that and, and situations and how to handle those situations. And to me, it's it's a lot bigger than that. Um, I think hockey IQ is how you react to this ever-changing, very quick game that we play. Um, I think that there's uh, a piece of it that is studying the game. Um, had a coach a few years ago, my son's coach, that actually recommended, um, surprisingly, that the kids on the team play like the EA Sports, NHL um, video games because it actually put them in situations where they had to think, how am I going to get around this defenseman? What's a good angle for me to score? Um, you know, should I be passing or shooting right now? Um, you know, I think in reality, a lot of those, um, uh, a lot of those games probably reward, um, the wrong thing in certain cases. Um, I know, you know, watching kids play that game, even watching some, not so kids playing that game. There's not a lot of passing, not a lot of precise setup passing plays. It's all about getting in and, you know, knowing the right button combination for trick shots and things like that. So I am not a, not a huge supporter of that, but I do think YouTube videos, uh, there's so many out there that do such a great job breaking down OHL, AHL, NHL games, college games, just, they see a certain play happen. They see something that occurs in a game and you can just tell, wow, that's something I have to capture, put a little overlay on it for, um, you know, for graphics and learning purposes and really show people this, this is hockey IQ. Here's a, here's an example of a player that is obviously just smart about every aspect of the game. And here's a little clip that shows you or even just watching NHL games um, or going to any game. There's a lot of um, available online feeds of games all over the world. And, you know, watch a, a game in Finland, watch a game in Sweden. Um, there's, there's so much talent around the globe that I think studying any and all of it is good for any hockey player. The one thing that I'll add in here that a lot of people don't think about is how many different positions can your player play? We have plenty of examples of players and parents and maybe even coaches that think if some, you know, 
nine-year-old starts playing center and they do pretty good at it, maybe they should just play center the rest of their lives and become this expert at playing center. I disagree. I don't think that that creates the proper hockey IQ. If you don't know the responsibility of your teammates, you only know your responsibilities. I think it makes you not as smart. I think it gives you not, uh, I think it gives you a disadvantage when you're trying to execute uh, something on the ice. And I think that, I think it puts you in a very difficult situation when, you know, something happens where you get into the older age groups and the D starts pinching in. Um, the D has open ice. So the D, you know, takes it uh, up through the neutral zone, maybe even into the zone, maybe even way deep into the zone. And that center or that forward, just any forward at, at all, has to know that their job is to get back and cover for that D that pinched in. And if they're not aware of that, or even worse, they don't know how to play that position of defense, and the other team starts to break out, um, that becomes a big liability. And I, and I think that's an example of low hockey IQ, is if you can't play every position. I will throw a caveat in there that goalie is a tough one. Uh, I think at the young ages, it's it's good for everybody to experience playing goalie because it creates a uh, maybe a level of respect for that position. It uh, it's 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 an interesting position to play. Um, I think the right people naturally migrate towards it. Uh, I. I I don't see, at least, you know, in the area where I am, I don't see any shortage of goalies. So I don't, I don't think that there's a problem in people not wanting to play goalie. And I also don't think it's a problem if kids want to play goalie. Um, it's a, it's a very different position to play. It is a unique position in sports. And, uh, I think it's difficult for a goalie to play out. And I, and, and especially at the older age groups, just as difficult as I think it would be for a player to step in and play goal for a game. I just, um, you know, I, I think they should experience it at the younger ages just to get a feel for what it's like and really how difficult that position is to play. But uh, when I talk hockey IQ, I think there's a different level of goalie IQ or hockey goalie IQ. Um, and then there's just the hockey IQ for the rest of the, uh, rest of the players on the ice. Um, so I, I highly, highly recommend, um, if there's any coaches out there listening, if there's parents out there listening, encourage your children to play every position. Um, my son didn't play center for a long, long time, but he played wing and defense all year, every year on every team he's played on. And this year, well, last year and this year, he's getting an opportunity to play center once in a while. And he quickly realized how difficult it is to make a face-off, uh, to win a face-off, to even sometimes it's hard to line up for a face-off. Like, what am I going to do? Is it a, is it a forehand face-off, a backhand face-off? Is it a tie and just tying up the, the other guy face-off? Um, and so I think this is really helping in his hockey IQ but it's also, you know, something that uh, probably would have been better for him to do sooner. So um, looking to increase the hockey IQ of your child, your player, 
encourage them to play every position they can possibly play. Um, I don't know any coach that would turn down uh, a child that is requesting to try other positions. So give that a, give that a go. Um, the other thing that I recommend is play other sports. And this might go against what some people think of as hockey IQ. How can you gain hockey IQ by playing football or baseball or soccer um, or any other sport that they're interested in? I know a lot of hockey players play lacrosse as well because um, there's some similarities there. But I think playing other sports just helps you understand body movement, head fakes, body fakes, um, you know, the, the swing of a bat when it hits the ball, understanding the direction and the trajectory. I mean, all, all of those things are gained um, by playing the game. So not only is there the physical aspect of it where you're going to gain different muscle by playing different sports because every sport kind of moves differently. So you're going to be working different muscles. That's just going to make you a better physical specimen for the game of hockey. But I think the, the mental part, the IQ part, really just kind of grows your sports IQ. And if you have a higher sports IQ, you're going to have a higher hockey IQ. Um, so, you know, maybe I have at least one listener out there that's maybe not even a hockey player, right? Maybe you're trying to figure out what is this guy talking about gaining possession. Um, but all kids, they just need to play a bunch of sports. Um, there's numerous professional sports players that, you know, they, they will talk nonstop about how they played multiple sports and how much it helped them. So, um, that's the mental game and the, and the physical game from playing other sports. And lastly, I think hockey IQ comes down to kind of four body parts, eyes, your head, your brain, and your body, um, you know, kind of the rest of your body. Um, because hockey IQ through the eyes, what are you seeing? What's happening on the ice? What is your team doing? What's the other team doing? What's the puck doing? What are the referees doing? Um, I've had this discussion with a, a couple of parents now about the players paying attention to the referees or, you know, not staring at them, of course, but being aware, where are the referees? Where are the officials on the ice? Did something just happen? And one of them has their hand in the air. Why do they have their hand in the air? Is there a delayed penalty? Is it a delayed offside? It, there has to be a reason why their hand is in the air. Knowing why and then what to do with that, especially if it's a delayed penalty, you don't want to lose possession of that puck. Hey, gaining possession. Um, you also don't want to lose possession, right? So in that situation, making sure that you are extra careful protecting the puck, maybe setting up a play that almost looks like a, um, a power play situation where you might have an extra skater because your goalie also had hockey IQ, noticed the hand in the air, ran to the bench, um, and gave you that extra skater. So there, there's, you know, what you see on the ice is probably, um, yeah, I would put that probably as the most important thing in gaining hockey IQ is using your eyes. You've got to see what's happening on the ice. Uh, the next one is using your head. and Yes, I do mean using your brain, but that's not it. Using your head is, uh, I, I, I think I used to annoy some of the teams that I coached because of how often I would say head on a swivel. Head on a swivel is simply means you have to know where 
everybody is at all times. Your eyes can see it, but they, your eyes can't spin around unless you turn your head as well, right? So looking around, turning your head, making sure that you know who's behind you, who's in front of you, who's coming up the left boards, who's coming in down the right boards. Um, you know, where is the puck? Where are the other players? You've got to always be looking. The most important, I'll go on a limb here, sure. The most important time to have your head on a swivel is puck retrieval. What's another name for puck retrieval? Gaining possession. So when you are going in to retrieve a puck and you're, most of the other players are behind you, you cannot just stare at that puck and go in and grab the puck and then look. Okay, your head and your eyes have to be on a swivel. Who's coming from the right? Who's coming from the left? Is somebody on my tail? Am I going to get at the older ages just flattened into the boards as soon as I touch this puck? You have to know what's going on. You have to be looking around. You have to see that your player is coming uh, out and cross, crossing in front of the in front of the net for a perfect outlet pass as soon as you pick up that puck. So knowing where everybody is, yes, you have to use your eyes, but if you don't turn your head and then use your brain, you're not going to be able to then execute on a plan. Coming up with a plan, executing on that plan, you have to know where you're going to pass, what you're going to do before you touch the puck. So uh, head is a big part of it. Um, and that goes along with brain. Uh, so I, that's why I separated those a little bit because I wanted head to be more about the head movement. The third one for hockey IQ is using your brain. And this comes off the puck, on the puck, uh, on the bench, in the locker room, at practice, all of these things, you know, even at home, all of these things are, you have to exercise your brain. You have to prepare your brain for battle. You have to make sure that you understand plays, schemes, situations, and like I said previously in the in number two about using your head, you have to know what you're going to do with the puck before you touch it. So making quick decisions. This is a fast, fast game. Your brain has to be exercised in a way that it is also going to work quickly, um, at least as quickly as your feet. Um, and then lastly, hockey IQ is about your body, right? So the whole rest of your body. Think about skating just skating. That's it. Proper skating technique is literally using every part of your body. This is one of the things that makes hockey such a great sport. And yet, and, and again, and even more so rare physically is, you know, it's the only sport that's, you know, played with all these pads on, on skates with a stick and a, a hard piece of rubber that's getting flung around at, you know, 70, 80, 90 miles an hour. Your body has to be ready to go. Your body has to be as flexible as it is strong. And your body has to be able to move in ways that your brain and your head and your eyes tell it to move. And not being able to do that means you don't have hockey IQ. You just know how to skate and shoot. And that's not enough. In today's game, especially at higher levels or older age groups, you can't just skate and shoot. Your body has to move, flow, twist, deke, fake, 
you know, there's so many things that your body does in a minute shift or a minute and a half shift that you have to exercise it. You have to be ready. You have to stretch it. You have to take care of it. You have to protect your body. Get into the older ages where there's body contact. You have to learn how to protect yourself from some of those hits um, so you don't get injured. So Hockey IQ literally encompasses your whole body, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, you, you have to be, you have to be a, a lover of the game, all parts of it, the good and the bad, in order to continue to grow that hockey IQ. I mean, any sport, any business, any education at all, you'll hear you know, the best way to learn something is by making mistakes. And the best way to make mistakes is to try, 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 try. I used to coach really, really, really little kids. And they're just learning to skate with a stick in their hands. And they fall a lot. Well, guess what happens two years later when you see those same kids? They hardly ever fall. And why is that? Because they kept trying. Try, fall, get up, fall. Get up and fall again. Get up, fall, and hurt yourself. Get up, fall, and oh, my knee feels weird. Get up, fall, I landed right on my head. I'm crying. I don't want to do this anymore. But you come back the next week and you do it again anyway, and then you just continue to get better. Your body understands how to adapt and adjust to repeated situations. So if you're going to just be on skates every day, eventually those skates are going to feel like shoes, and you're just going to not think about it anymore. It's just going to be second nature and you're going to know how to do and what to do. You hear uh, announcers um, in professional games, you hear them say all the time, how flawlessly some skaters skate um, and effortlessly, how effortlessly they skate. And, you know, it almost looks like they're not even thinking their feet are just going one way and their upper body's going a different way and they can just dance around anybody. And that's why. It's because they put in that effort. They have the IQ to know that they need to work on their body as much as their brains. And they know they have to use their heads and they know they have to use their eyes. If you can put all that together, that's giving you high hockey IQ. Is, is, high hockey IQ, is high hockey IQ going to give you a hat trick every game and you're going to stand out like Connor Bedard? No. Does he have a high hockey IQ? Yes, he does. But that's not all he has, right? He has all the other skills. So Hockey IQ isn't about um, goal scoring or stopping goals or anything like that. But as you advance and you have people watching you play, you could score, you could have zero points, you could have a minus four on on a game, and somebody could still watch you and go, that kid has high hockey, high hockey IQ. And so many, as you advance through the levels, so many places, when they look at stats, that's one thing. But they have to watch film. They have to come see you play in order to determine your hockey IQ. And that does not come out when you're scoring goals as much. Yes, it does. But they're watching you on the bench. Are you head down because you're losing and slamming your stick against the boards? 
Or are you watching the play, talking to your teammates, trying to figure out from your coaches what we can do different next shift? That's hockey IQ. When you hop on the ice for your next shift, are you lazy with the puck? Are you getting open, saying, feed me, feed me? Are you communicating or have you shut down? That's hockey IQ. If you're, if you're, if you're maintaining yourself through the entire game, that shows. You, you can watch a 12-year-old game and identify who has the higher hockey IQ than others simply based on watching how they play as the game progresses. How they do in the first shift compared to how they do in their 10th shift can change dramatically. And if it changes for the worse, that's probably a sign of low hockey IQ. If it changes for the better, no matter the score, if it changes for the better, that's an example, one example of excellent hockey IQ. And just, you can see them on the ice. Like they know where to go and where to be. Sometimes the puck just doesn't make it there because you know what? There's a kid on the other team that also has high hockey IQ and beat you to it. Read the play, something, right? So um, it's a different thing for people to know and understand and learn and see. But I think it's one of those things that you'll know it when you see it. So I encourage you to watch differently. If you're watching your kids or other kids um, on your team or other teams, watching the NHL, going to a OHL game, whatever it may be, look at why do certain people stand out on the ice? What are they doing different? And those are the things that are going to not only help your player and yourself with your hockey IQ, but it's also a sign of what those people have done in their lives to get to that point. So we'll wrap there. So again, hockey IQ is something that I think becomes a buzzword that people throw around a little too much without understanding. Hopefully today in this, uh, you know, quick 20 minutes or so, I've been able to explain at least my opinion, my thoughts on hockey IQ being much deeper. Um, you know, it's about playing other sports and understanding how athletes act. It's about playing multiple positions so you know how all positions work and how they work together, how they work against each other. It's studying the game, watching video, watching film, watching YouTube clips, whatever it may be, and getting your eyes and your head and your brain and your body to work together in those situations. So I encourage you next time you see a hockey game of any age, just watch it differently. Look for players that are playing differently. Like why look for that one that stands out to you. Like why, Hey, why, why is, why is number 28 over there? Why do I always see his number? Why, why is that the number that is always kind of in the play? And it's probably hockey IQ. And that hockey IQ is probably helping them gain possession. Thanks for listening today, everybody. And like I said, I'll hope to keep these up more frequent for you. Got some good topics coming up and we'll get to them when we can. Thanks again. Have a good one.